Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? For real this time. This is it. My name is Nick Tellier. I was bitten by a radioactive spider, and for like two days, I've been the one and only Spider-Man. I think you know the rest. I saved a bunch of people, fell in love, saved the city, and then I saved the city again. And again, and again, and again. Look, I'm a comic book, I'm a serial, and I started a podcast with my friends. And and when I feel alone, like no one understands what I'm going through, I remember my co-hosts who get it. I never thought I'd be able to do any of this stuff, but I can. Anyone can wear the mask. You can wear the mask. If you didn't know that before, I I hope you do now, because I'm Spider-Man, and I'm not the only one. Not by a long shot. Great. Wow, I feel inspired. Wow. I'm a gentleman. You can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I am so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's take me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, wait, which of us is the correct host? Oh, it's me, Gabe, and this is Facing Off, and we're doing an episode on (laughs) two Spider-Verse movies. We are doing Into the Spider-Verse, or Spider-Verse, what is it called? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and then Spider-Man Across across the the Spider-Verse, and Versus Spiders and Spider-Verse. Yes, we know the names and of these movies. We know them. <laughs> true. And I'm Gabe. And joined with me are two heroes um, and villains at different points in time, uh, Layla and Nick, or in different universes in time. What's up, guys? Hi. Hey. Hey. Cool. Um, yeah. So uh, these two <laughs> movies are big deals, right? Uh, so we had to do a podcast episode on it. Deals. And uh, we're super big, fucking big pumped. Deals. What's that? I'm just saying that they're big deals. They're big deals. Big old they're deals. big deals. And so is the multiverse. Um, but before we get super deep into each of these uh, universes, I'm just going to remind you uh, that we spoil things. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Across the Spider-Verse, and if you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but if you haven't seen Across the Spider-Verse, it is in theaters right now. Uh, stop this. Go watch it. Uh, it's fantastic. And then come back and listen. Uh, and then you can listen to all the spoil-filled conversations that we're about to have. Guys, are you ready to compare these two movies? I think it's self-explanatory why we're doing them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There's nothing um, similar about them. What? They're both about Spider-Verses. Yeah. There's similar I will people. say we could have compared either of these movies to several recent superhero movies definitely the flash including um, the flash and we Spider-Man already did no way home yeah oh we definitely could have done it with no way home i can't believe we didn't even think about that i um, did okay well <laughs> can't believe you didn't say that out loud or via text. we can do that with the flash though yeah uh that's a great idea um (laughs) this is and mind you listeners this is how we come up with our ideas when we are off air (laughs) you know what scrap this pod we're gonna redo this uh no (laughs) see you guys later 
we we are going to break these down and we're going to figure out if we like one over the other. It's okay if they tie, but I have a feeling that they won't. So we're going to break these down based on five categories. You know the deal. Um, and a scale of one to seven. Again, you know the deal. Let's start out with Originality. <laughs> this is a section where we discuss whether the movies needed to be made. Do they expand on something that, we ha- that we've already seen before? Do they um, tread new ground? Are they... Um, like, do you feel like because one is a sequel that it's not as original as the other? Is the first one really that original if it's coming from a bunch of different comic book stuff? Talk about all those things. Let's talk about originality and rate them. Uh, Layla, hmm. Into the Spider-Verse, okay. do you think that that is an original movie? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to start off super strong. I'm going to give this movie a seven. Um, oh, God. Yeah. I know. Um, I mean, it just is like Diffusive. there's a yeah. reason. There's a reason people freaked out the way that they did when this movie came out. Um, it is visually absolutely stunning and entirely one of a kind, and reinvented the way that we see animation today and the way that we can dive further into comic books in a way that we haven't been, despite the fact that all we've had is comic book movies for so long. <laughs> um, so in a, in a time where people are oversaturated and they are tired to create new content like this, that like revamps how we feel about superhero movies again is just so impressive. It's so intensely mm. impressive. Um, yeah. I think I'll keep it short to the point of obviously the visuals like, catapult this to a seven but even outside of that like the character writing the specifically miles being the main character and how they how they brought miles to life and that depiction of spider-man and how that represents for a lot of like a lot of kids that maybe don't feel represented on screen all of the above like it's it's just a it's an incredibly lovely interpretation of spider-man so it's definitely a seven definitely definitely a seven Great points, Layla. Nick, do you have anything to add? What do you think? I think you have to bring Miles Morales to the big screen. Mm. And for, for all the reasons Layla just said. <clears throat> and you don't come up with a better vehicle than Into the Spider-Verse. Right. It just doesn't exist to bring him onto the screen to make his story as... Um, meaningful as it should be but also you know put butts in the seats and and um you know make <laughs> butts it in the seats <laughs> put, hmm. put the butts in the seats uh with all of these that's America's um, ass creative different uh uh versions of spider-man that are all from some um you know comic source uh it, it just doesn't get it, it doesn't get any better. Like, does it need to be made? Absolutely. You need to bring Miles Morales in. You need to, sh- you to showcase him to the world, and, and it doesn't get any better than Into the Spider-Verse. Um, not to mention the creative way that they visually tell the story. Um, and um, and also the, the uh, creative audio, the, the soundtrack, the... Um, the 
audio cues they give you for the Prowler and, and other characters. Um, there's just like a lot of care taken there and it's, it, it's, it's all very original. I, I feel like, so I'm, I'm going to agree and say a seven. Wow. Seven out of seven. Um, well, Nick, what about across the spider verse? I know that this is the second one in a series of potentially three to four. I, we don't know, but um, we like do know there's a three. third. Um, yeah. Well, was it original? Better be a third. Um, <laughs> yes. I like I. Uh, so this is this is tough because like <clears throat> it's hard to think of a way that they completely fall short besides one thing for later um but they do it is easier to think of ways that they up the ante it's visually more i think more creative um i guess more maybe not as as visually innovative because they'd already done it but they did up that a bit by uh for example giving us gwen stacy's spider gwen's universe um, and completely coloring it in this different palette that sort of matches her suit. I think there's some deeper explanation for it that I've seen Haley Steinfeld. Shout out Haley Steinfeld. Haley. She's my girl. Haley. 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 Uh, I've heard her talk about the, the logic and the reasoning behind it. I can't recall it right now. Maybe Layla does. Maybe she doesn't. But they do up that that kind of visual ante a bit. I don't know if I want to give it a seven in originality. Um, because I feel that in a way, the story that they tell in this second one falls short of what I would call a seven. Mm. So I'll give it a six. Um, had they not, had they just done the same sort of amazing thing that they did with the first one visually, I would have given it a lower score, I think. But since they upped the ante, it, it, it stays a six for sure for me. Yeah. And Layla? Yeah, I'm going to go with a six just because it is it is the sequel. I understand that it certainly ups the ante, but I would also just kind of, I think, expect that of it, and I would hope that of it. Um, I do love, I love the choice to make Gwen kind of like, a very strong voice throughout the whole movie mm. and like kind of a counterpart to miles. Um, anytime superhero movies decide to really bring female voices to the forefront. I just think that's incredibly important and shout out to Haley Steinfeld for just being a female superhero star and just constantly bringing the female vision to life in superhero movies. And um, I don't know what you read as far as Gwen and her pal. I like my interpretation of her visuals in the movie, I think is it always felt like to me, it was just a really strong representation of her emotions and it followed her emotions. Yeah, yes. Like there mm. was like, there was always like a haziness when she started to feel rattled it's and like then it would her, get clearer. Her world is like a mood ring. Yeah. Is what she said. Yeah. I think that's what the director kind of told her, like, hey, this is what we're going to do for this. Mm. Um, yeah. Or what we want to go for when we bring it to And it makes know, a lot of sense. Within the one scene with her dad when she comes back and he's like, where have you been or whatever, the, the palette yeah. changes within that scene alone. Like, it warms as the two of them, like, thaw mm -hmm. the coldness between them. Um, 
And I like the intentionality of that. I think like so many young girls at her age are like really spiking through so many really harsh emotions. And I think capturing that in that visual format is so lovely. And it's also very subtle, but you can feel it while you're watching it. I think I imagine I felt it really deeply as a woman. I imagine other women did as well. Um, And that's just such a smart way to depict emotion within a movie like Mm -hmm. this. And for young kids, again, when we think about like, inside out and the way that we can show emotion to kids i think doing it visually like this is also a very smart way to do so it's subtle it doesn't shove it into your face but you feel it and you feel seen because of it so um yeah i think i think all of gwen's stuff is really really original and really beautiful so i'm gonna still go with the six though because it is playing right off of something that was created right before it but definitely incredible really well said um i just want to add in quickly while I, I i totally agree story-wise w- with what nick is gonna say in a later category um that it was lacking in that way but i thought that at every single level of the first one they creatively explored new parts of it and i don't think that the first one really touched on these emotional things that you're talking about like this one did and really explored all of the lore of Spider-Man is as much as they did here. Um, and then I just, without a doubt, like if you watch these back to back, like without a doubt across the spider versus visuals are like creatively insane in contrast into the spider verse, which was really good at the time, but it's not even just like that the color palette changes in like one universe. It's like, they explore so many different universes, and I this know. is what we talked about in the um, yeah. Doctor uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. How they just go to like two universes or whatever that are crazy. Um, this one just explores everything, and it's just I don't know how they did it. But anyways, um, well said. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about eye candy, yo. Um, we're gonna stick oh, wow. with Across the Spider Verse, um, and. Nick is going to start this one. Across? Yeah. Across. Spelled A-C-R-O-S-S. Yeah. Hey, listeners, so Nick didn't know how to spell that. Um, not a bright <laughs> <Heads> guy. <laughs> Watches too many movies. Can't even, can't even spell. Yeah. Rots your um, brains, kids. Rots your movies, rot your brains. <laughs> Don't even listen to this podcast. Uh, I, <laughs> I think that... Um, what Layla, Layla, I think you mentioned like intentionality, right? In the in the way that Gwen's, um, how original that 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 is for her world and her character in general. That's I think the like the word of the day for me. It's not a cross. It's intentionality, because <laughs> like what they do in across the Spider Verse is it feels to me like. They had a bold plan for how the first one was going to look. It went off as well as it could have. It was received as well as it could have been. And they were like, let's do that times five. Let's just like totally, they go to these crazy universes, having the spot be the villain um, and having that be how you, you kind of build your story around this this um like perfect spider-man villain a villain who's created directly by the actions of the pre by of spider-man and has a bone to pick with him but also has no idea how his powers work 
and accidentally grows through his own weird new powers in this film, but so also crazy. they bring yeah. him to other universes and he's, you know, he's permanently disfigured because of it. Like that is Spider-Man villain to a T and having that ability to, to do basically whatever they wanted with how, you know, like scenes where they're traveling through different, you know, universes or the scene where he's kind of figuring out how he works like they could do whatever they wanted to do um, with this movie. And, and it's really amazing. Like, it's just really cool to, to see and um, just kind of experience that creativity. So I think across the spider verse is a seven spoiler alert. I'll probably get the same to into the spider verse just because they were at different, like they're for different reasons, but mm. Like, man, that's just about as creative as you can get, I feel like, with an animated film. For sure. Layla, do you, you're a big animated person. <laughs> yeah, um, mostly stop-motion animation, but you love all animation. <clears throat> what if they I went think the stop-motion Spider-Man world? <sighs> they really, bro, I think, really missed out. I think that, like, the reason I'm so attracted to stop-motion, claymation, all of these other forms of animation is because they're... Keep it they're, in your pants. I know. I'm just... <laughs> um they are pushing boundaries and that's what I love so much about them. They are trying to make something one of a kind and different and tell stories in a different way. And it feels like when I'm watching it, I'm watching artists discovering something really lovely, right? Like it feels like I'm watching art and that's really cool. And I absolutely feel like both of these movies do that for me as well, right? Like, it's not just that I'm, like, uber obsessed with stop motion. It's the idea of pushing boundaries with art. And I think that what they're doing here is remarkable. I think, obviously, particularly with The Cross, it's it's truly one of... It is probably the most visually innovative film that's, like, that I've ever seen. Like, I just... Easily. It's It's insane. It's bonkers. I don't even. <laughs> it's the, the, I don't the, get it. The <laughs> meticulous, really, really wild in in Dolby theaters. Like, wild. Yeah. I mean, it's so meticulous. Like when we talk about creators like Wes Anderson, and we talk about how like intentional he is about shots and scenes and and the color work and all of that. Like multiply that by like. I don't even know what number. Different <laughs> like, styles. Like it, imagine if Wes Anderson had like. 50 different types of Wes Anderson movies instead of all just one. Truly. Because, y- you know, I love him. But it, again, imagine if they made like a Wes Anderson universe within oh, Across the Spider Verse. <laughs> well, that would have been too topical and annoying. <laughs> um, version of it. Yeah. So true. Um, anyways, yeah. It's, and, you know, like you said, Gabe, it's, it's the preciseness of each individual universe. Like, it's not even just that, like, it's not like with, Doctor Strange where it's like they thought of just the silliest things to shift and change right like everything about that universe is different and the fact that like when we went into that last 30 minutes and he went home and I knew because of how intentional they are that he wasn't home because of the visuals Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. like they're doing their job like they really are truly keeping you like you are in that world with them you're living it you're experiencing it so it's so immersive. It's so smart. It's so innovative. It's if I could, it, this is like 
the seven of the sevens in this category. Like we've hit the top tier of visuals. Like I don't think we're ever yeah. going <laughs> to, I don't know if we're going to surpass this, but this is the highest seven I'm ever going to give. I said it with Blade Runner 2049. And honestly, if I were yeah. waiting here, I'd be like, well, just erase whatever I said. <laughs> Even though that is like visually so insane, you know, in the physical world. Like mm-hmm. it just this is like. It's different. But this yeah, movie sure. has made me think that like Pixar fucking sucks. And that's unfortunate. But honestly, <laughs> Pixar hasn't really changed over the last like 20 years. Yeah. Except for just like a little, little subtle exhausting. things. Yeah. So, yeah. Well said. But um, what about the Into the Spider-Verse? Nick already talked a little bit about that. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, go too crazy on it. I am also going to give it a seven. I think that when it did exist, when it came out initially, like, it just shifted our brains. Like, we were just in awe of how creative this was. And Mm -hmm. it changed the game for animation at the time. And the reason I gave it a seven over a six like in originality is going to like play into what I talk about in visuals here. Like it, it's the first of its kind, right? Like visually Mm -hmm. it was the first of its kind and they were able to play off of it so well in the next movie because of what they established in the first one. Like it just was so incredible. So, um, easy seven it's, you know, for, for, for the first one that they made for it to be as perfect as it is and as incredible as it is, is just remarkable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to mention, like, do you guys remember the first time you watched it and you're like, eyes almost have to adjust because it's so strange. It was they so make it Like, like yeah. zoomed in comic book with, yeah. with the dots and stuff on the sides and it's uh-huh. blurry around it. And then it's like 30 minutes in, it really starts like clicking into place yeah. and they start exploring it a little bit more and like making it way crazier. Yep. Um, yeah, I totally agree. It really is just a very unique style of of animating the film, and it just it just like works so so well. But yeah, yeah, the first time that I we watched it together, right? Yeah, yeah, it was with Jimmy. Um, it's definitely an adjust. There's like an adjustment period to it, but it it really hits. It's mind blowing. Well, let's move on and let's talk. You guys both gave each of them sevens mm-hmm. um let's talk about charactering hmm. that's when we talk about the because these aren't we're not seeing like actual acting um or at least like physical acting um this is where we talk about the characters and how unique they are and then also how the voice work was for those characters and how the writing was for those characters um Nick, I, you're a big Spider-Man person, right? Yeah. Did you know about like a lot of these different like variations of Spider-Man that they like? Because a lot of these came from, like, almost I think all of them come from something. Um, yeah, they they do. Spider-Man Noir, I'd I'd like heard of or like seen. Um, not really. Yeah, actually, start with Into the Spider-Verse. The other one. So so, like. It is so awesome that they get people like Nick Cage and Chris Pine to voice spider people. Yeah. Like, that's just so cool. Um, It was cool the first time. It was cool yesterday when I watched it again. Like, it's just awesome that they have, you know, Nick Cage talking about (laughs) 
like super dark Spider-Man things. Yeah. And that the, the movie opens What's with... What's that line that he says about the moral ambiguity of your own <laughs> actions or something? Yeah. Like, it's, so, it's so good. I, sh- I should have written so it down. Um, I'll insert some quotes later. But uh, like opening the movie with a, an immediately recognizable Chris Pine playing 26-year-old Spider-Man, Peter mm. Parker, is... Like, it's just phenomenal. You, I mean, getting Jake Johnson to, to voice, like, this oh, character gee. that spans both movies and <clears throat> somehow works perfectly for the Peter Parker that he plays. Like, it's, it's all really great casting, really great voice work with shout-outs to Haley Steinfeld again. She's my girl. Um, She's the best. Like, Not a big Shameik Moore fan. Is it Shamik? Is that how you, how you pronounce his name? I think it's Shamik Moore. I've been trying to figure this out, and I can't. I can't get the. Well, Mister Moore, not a big Mister Moore Mr. fan. Moore. No, he's he's fantastic. Like when I listened to him in interviews, um, just talking normally, I was like, man, this guy is like, like voice work wise, like came out of the woodwork and just delivers for these two movies. He's what he brings to that character is like almost like actual. I mean, it is acting sort of, but like actual acting, like levels of of talent. Like it's really good voice work. Um, and you de- they their development of his character, and then later in, um, especially in in Across the Spider Verse, the development of Gwen Stacy's character um, is just like really good stuff that you don't always see in a um in a comic book movie for sure but in an animated movie as well um you know with maybe pixar as like a you know notable exception in some cases um i i gotta give it a six i don't know that there's a part of the charactering aspect that makes it like this like elite thing to me but uh beyond maybe the fact that they were able to nab people like nicholas cage and john mulaney um so yeah i'll go with a six Layla, are you about the same? Any other standouts? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna give. I'm actually just gonna do them both right now. I'm gonna give Go into the, a six, and I'm gonna give a cross of five. Um, Whoa, okay. Only because I think the first movie excels because of the characters, like because of you being mm. introduced to this like little group of like tag teaming like superheroes right like and each one of them you get enough of them to be like really into each of those characters um and they each have their own lines that are really funny and they play off of each other really well so i feel like the way the character writing in the first one works is great because it adds so much to the film itself and the storyline and the humor of the movie and everything and the second one of course, I absolutely love when we're like diving deeper because like, as I said, all of the Gwen stuff is remarkable and it's mm-hmm. incredible, but I don't think we get as much of like there are so many new characters are introduced and I feel like because it's just supposed to be as massive as it is, it's there's it's almost hard a little bit to connect with any of them or feel like you understand each character because so much is happening by the end of the second movie. Um I I just don't think the character writing outside of Gwen is 
as good as the character writing was for all of the characters in the first one, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. Makes sense. Do you know Oscar Isaac is in both of them, actually? Yes. Yeah, he's like inch, <laughs> interesting, interesting person, person number one, one or yeah. something in the first one. I didn't know that. And Greta Lee is in both, too. She's interesting person number two, and then oh, she's Lila in the um, oh, wow. second one. I also didn't know Zoe Kravitz was Mary Jane in the first one. Yeah, which is really, you cannot tell it's Zoe Kravitz. I yeah, like listened I, to I it multiple times. Yeah. No. Um, there's a lot of amazing actors in the second one. Like, of course, in the first one. But, like... You don't get as much Mahershala Ali, who I forgot to mention is, well, like... Well, because he died in the first one. Right. But, <laughs> you know, there's a multiverse, dude. There's, yeah. there's a lot of Mahershala Ali. You still pop you up. Still you, get, you still get him, though. There's, like, there's pig Mahershala Ali. There's robots. It's not enough for me, you know? Fucking, Daniel Kaluuya is enough. There's never enough. (laughs) There's never enough Mahershala to go around. I um, Daniel Kaluuya going full Cockney accent was incredible. (laughs) That character is like so good. I I think what they do again with the second one, they feel I feel like they they kind of felt this liberty to do what they needed to do or what they wanted to do with with um, with the characters, with the story, with the way it looks, with everything. They felt this. Like, hey, we, we conquered it. Let's do what we, you know, do what, everything we can possibly do for the second one. And it it works, like you, you said, Layla, in, in some regards. But it, also, it it is really, really big. And you get, like, a lot of things like Andy Samberg plays a character in this movie that you, we don't even really, like, figure out what his deal is. Oh, all. man, but he's so fucking but funny. But he's so it. funny. <laughs> and so you get he's this, like... He's, like, the hot, stupid... Spider-Man, yeah, Yeah, who's like... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Obsessed with his muscles and stuff. You yeah. get like a lot of little morsels of this is this is awesome. It's probably because the movie's not actually over. Um, yeah. But, you know, you, you get a lot of like little tastes of um, what you got a, like a full serving of in the first one. And and I think for that reason it does not, um, it does not live up to the first one totally. Mm. However, I have two words to counter that, and that's Oscar. Shea Wiggum, Oscar oh, Isaac. Yeah, it could have been Shea Wiggum. Four words: Oscar Isaac, Shea Wiggum. Oscar Shea Wiggum Isaac. Yeah, Oscar Isaac is like an incredible voice actor. We're talking about, and this is because. It's too many of them. We're t- when we say Oscar Isaac, we are talking about the new introduced character that's like protecting canon at all yeah. costs. And it's like, yeah, okay. not interesting. So, I don't even yeah, know who not interesting, interesting man one number is. one now. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's so interesting about that is I part of the reason I give it a five is because I don't think I got enough of that. Like I wanted mm. more of that. And I feel like they kind of thrust us into this like very nuanced character that like it, it kind of presents a little bit like a villain because he's going against our main guy, but like has a lot of reason behind that. And there's a lot of emotion behind his decision and a lot of weight on his shoulders. And I just feel like 
I wanted that to be fleshed out a little bit more. And we just got him dumped in on us. And then all of a sudden he was like, grab Miles. And it was like really chaotic all of a sudden after that. And so I just wish I had gotten a little bit more of him before that I, point. I agree. I wish I would have gotten more of him. I think with what we did get from him, though, Oscar Isaac makes it's me feel great. all of yeah. those things yeah. that great. you said. Yeah. Because he's Oscar Isaac and he probably could, he probably guys, has superpowers himself. Like did you guys listen to that podcast like <clears throat> series that he did that was like um case twenty three where he's like, I I'm telling you, I come from the future. It's like this like it's him and Jessica Chastain, I think. No, um, no, I haven't. I really, really wanted to. I it's, listened to it's a, pretty good, but his voice I fucking love his voice. It's incredible. And it's so like dark and mysterious and angry um well yeah and he gets to you know he gets to um kind of stay close to his latin american roots with this character too yeah, yeah. um like it, which characters. is really cool Mi- yeah miguel o'hara is, is yeah is a, is a like, wait so nick what did you give i i did both what i'm gonna give do? them both sixes okay i do have to mention i re- when i rewatch into the spider-verse I mean, I fucking love the John Mulaney and Nicolas Cage cameos. It's not enough for me. Like, I forgot, like, how late they come into it they and do. how little they yeah, are in it. it's like 40-ish minutes um, But it looks like they're going to be in yeah. part two. So I'm right. pretty excited wait for that. For it. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on, though. Let's talk about uh, spectacularity. Let's talk about how engaging these movies were. Um, there's a lot going on. So did it keep your attention the whole time? Was it too overwhelming? Um, were they too long, too short, blah, 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 Layla, um, across the spider verse. What was the spectacularity level for you? Yeah. I just kind of going off of a lot of what I just said in the last category, I, I feel like the movie in the vein of like engagement and consistency throughout felt a little jarring to me at times because on one hand, the movie decided to like do an in-depth character profile on Gwen, which was like slower and meaningful and deep. And then Mm -hmm. everything else in the storyline happening outside of that was so fast. So it just felt Mm -hmm. like it would, it would slow down really hard and then it would speed up really quick. And at times that worked because I was like, it's keeping me going. This is a long movie and I'm in it. But then there were other times where I was like, but wait, I also want it to slow down for that. Like in the vein of the Miguel stuff where I'm like, I would rather that get fleshed out a little bit more. Cause I want to understand his mm. character a little bit more. So that weighed with me a little bit weird with the spectacularity. I, um, I just, and I, this is kind of a weird take and I don't even know if I really feel it. It's just like a residual feeling I have from seeing it in theaters and I need to rewatch to see if this was just me getting tired by the end of it. Miles kind of like got on my nerves in this movie. And like, Mm. I know that like, probably he's supposed to because he's young and he's, that's a part of Spider-Man's arc that he's like kind of taking on the world and he's got, he's like a kid and he's like trying to take on these big person ideas and stuff but there were moments where I was like you are acting petulant like you're acting young and childlike and it's it's starting to piss me off a little bit they're telling you a very real thing about what's happened to the canon of the universe and what that could mean for certain worlds and you're like I don't give a fuck (laughs) and you're running away from it and that 
when that started to happen, I got a little annoyed by the main character, which I know this is a part one and part two will probably bring all of this full circle and maybe we'll watch him conquer it all and find a way to make it all work and maybe he'll grow in the process. But because this is one solid movie on its own, I didn't love by the end of it that I was like, the fuck, Miles? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. all of those things, aside from all of that, it's still an easy seven for me. Like, it's still an incredibly engaging movie. The visuals are no matter what going to keep my eyes on that screen, no matter what's going on on that screen. Um, but I do think those are a couple of things that I'd, I'd be re- like remiss if I didn't acknowledge that I did feel that when I was watching it, but it's still seven. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel that too. But I, I also, like you said, I think that's the, in, the, like an intentional thing that they're doing. That is, you know, just as it's Peter Parker's, you know, story that he is a little bit immature or childish or um, lets his emotions get the best of him. Um, for sure. You know, it's the same for Miles Morales. Um, yeah. I don't know why what, this time for some reason it hit me because it does happen weird, in all the other movies. <laughs> it is like a, it's like what Andrew Garfield was getting at with his character. Um, whereas yeah. like Tom Holland always wants to help other people yeah. and is like to a fault, like doing all these things. Yes, like but he's also immaturely yeah. trusting in the second one and immaturely yeah. emotional. In the and third. with the whole Tony yeah. Stark stuff, like the whole plot line of Tony being like, stop it. You're trying, you're yeah, doing right. too much. Like you yeah. be a kid. <laughs> yeah. And miles, I think is like, they're trying to, because it's the second movie, they're really trying to get into the level of, um, my dog has a cone on his head, so if you hear oh, me and Nick laughing, just like, he just, he just everything like, he does is so funny. He's just like plopped on the ground, just with ramming his head him. forward and his arms and legs directly Splayed out above yeah. and below him. It oh, was amazing. Yeah. Baby. He's very cute. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I think that there is like a a purposefulness with that that I also kind of felt a little annoyed by, um, but. Nick, I, I don't know if you're... Go ahead, Layla. No, I was just going to say, I, I want to acknowledge that you both are definitely right. It's and it's purposeful. I just think because this in itself is its own movie, when I finish it, I don't have the second one to move into to move past sure. that. So right now, Yo. that's what's sticking with me. You know what totally. I mean? Totally. And I think that in the moment, like he is annoying. Like it does <laughs> pull you out of it a little bit that he is the way he is when all of these other characters... Whom he... We've established that he trusts or, in Gwen's case, is madly in love with, um, doesn't – he just doesn't listen to them. And they're, yeah. like, repeating the same things basically over and over. But what, what – um, I am not going to give this a seven. And the reason mm-hmm. why is the last fifth or sixth oh, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. movie, I very much was in tune with the fact that we were not going to be ending the movie today. I was like, when the, yeah, what are they going to do? Like we are not like, I was like, we're not ending the film today. Today is not the day that we end the film. And that bothered me. Um, like your major flashing warning at me before I saw the movie. You were like, I know. And I like, I like, I feel like people need, like it should have been called. People need to know. Something part one, because like, It's not cool to make you watch a two plus hour long animated film that is hotly and highly anticipated and then be like, actually, 
we are going to finish this. In fact, the last like eighth of this movie is just going to be this like slowly building crescendo to part two coming whenever. And then a week later, you're going to read a bunch of articles about how they haven't even started the second part of this movie yet. Yeah, it's rough. And Haley Steinfeld hasn't come in and done her parts yet oh the voice work happens after but yeah sean <laughs> fetisy said the same thing about dune and Dude, i don't know i'm gonna say it, 20, it's tough. 27 it <laughs> we're not it was it's supposed to be here by march i don't that think that's is happening. not happening and it makes me upset and i was very much thinking of that for a good portion of the last part of this movie which took me out of it yeah because i just didn't care i was like you're gonna you're going to pull the rug out from under me. I know you're going to do it. And I just f- kind of feel like that's a really, really weird call for I a will movie say, of this magnitude. Totally. And to your point, Nick, like I will say you had said that to me so fervently. And when I went into the movie, I was like, what's he talking about? Like, of course this movie is going to have a sequel and it's going to end on something that's going to lead to a sequel. Like in my head, I was like, they're going to make as many of these as they possibly can. Oh yeah. Yeah. But but that's like not even, that wasn't even, no, it's truly what you're saying. It's this build and this build and this build to the point of explosion. And then nothing happens. So it's like, like, (laughs) part two coming. Maybe. <laughs> I was like, well, you're the writer's strike. There's, There's a writer's strike. You might not be coming. Like, yeah. I don't know that. I'm Gabe, not. I'm yeah. Not. <laughs> the sad, well, yeah. You're right. But it's like, I think the problem is I, I that don't know. Like, movies that have sequels have a resolve. There's some moment in it where they resolve certain parts. They leave yeah. open things, but they this resolve builds. it. And yeah, this, this one really builds, 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 and then gets nuts. And then it's like, oh, fuck, really? And it's like, and there's like four cliffhangers happening simultaneously. <laughs> and they kind of tell you too. They tell you exactly kind of what he's going to be doing when the next movie starts. And you're like, I guess I'll have to imagine that. Yeah. Like I'm reading yeah, a that's book true. or yeah, something. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. This isn't a book. This is a motion Excuse picture. Me. This is a comic book. <laughs> I don't want to imagine anything. I want it put in front of my <laughs> face. And I just... Yeah, fuck books. <laughs> we watch movies. Hey, all right. Well, It just bothered me. I'm giving it a five. Okay, a five for you and a what for Layla? I, I gave it a seven. six. Oh, no, I gave six. it a seven. I gave it a seven. You gave it a seven. Yeah. I'm going to stick um, with seven. And then still. Into the Spider-Verse, Layla, I imagine a two. <laughs> yeah. Seven. That's the logical, that's into, the logical guess. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, um, that's funny. I am going to give Thanks. Into the Spider-Verse a seven as well, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. because I, upon rewatch, that movie still hits really hard for me, and I do think that the comedy in Into is, like, so fun, and Jake Johnson yeah. being Jake Johnson is great, and the introduction of Miles is so freaking stellar. Like, it's one of my favorite introductions of a superhero character, and it's so fun, and the building of that animation in that universe and living in that for the first time. And even though I've seen it, it still feels like that feeling of the first time I'm entering this very special animated universe. Um, It's just, it's a good time. And I don't feel myself getting pulled out of that one. Like I didn't say this in the last movie, but the, the intros that they do for each individual person, like I'm blah, blah, blah. And I'm Spider-Man or whatever. Like it's cute in the first one. It works so well in the first one and they overuse it so much in the second one. But like 
there was a point midway through the second one where I was like, it's not funny anymore because they were doing it as like a f- joke to continuously do it. And it just kept happening. And I was like, this movie's already incredibly mm-hmm. long. Like, let's stop doing this. Um, yeah. But in the first one, it's so cute and it's like so original and funny and hilarious every single time we get a different one. Um, so I'm I'm so engaged in the first movie. I think it's perfect structure, perfect timeline, perfect like character building animation everything so it's a easy seven bang i it's an easy seven for me too first time i watched it was with gabe and our our friend of the podcast jimmy and um and then jimmy watched it 10 more times yeah the, the preceding which the is very weird following like four months like. yeah uh Hi, and jimmy. um <laughs> i was like blown away by it then um i don't think i rewatched it until yesterday um which was prime day and i was online shopping while watching it and i did not want to online shop i wanted to watch it instead which yeah. is huge because those deals were because prime day is, is dope is bussing prime day the word, is pretty fucking this? dope it was amazing <laughs> i'm drinking the, the I, i'm drinking the company kool-aid here, the but company like, i'm slurping the cool <laughs> Um, but it's, it it just really is like a nearly perfect animated film. Um, particularly, I mean, like, even if the movie was about a random made up new superhero and not Spider-Man, it would be really cool. For sure. And it's the Uh, fact that you put in Spider-Man and it's just like this, like amazing, you know, glue to the screen type of film. So seven for me. Yeah. Um, all right, I, I, I'll, we can move on to Legacy. I did feel oh, I this new this rewatch this time. I think I've seen it twice before. I was a little bit less excited just because I, and I'm not saying like I found the the second one better. It's just that the second one is so much more that I kind of like forgot that this one is like semi-simple for a lot of it. Mm. Um, but I found it really fun. I do agree with you that it was... I think it's funnier than the second. There are really funny sequences in the second, but the second is, like, very serious for a lot mm-hmm. of it. Whereas this one has some, like, very great laugh-out-loud moments. Yeah. And it's very clear that um, Christopher Miller and Phil Lord, like, made it. Um, and they have this, like, incredible sense of humor that they've just been dominating movies with. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still think like, I, I, they're probably like seven, six for me. Yeah. I feel like it's funny. Cause I feel like Jake's Spider-Man is supposed to be the comedic relief in the second one. And because his whole comedy is the baby, yeah. I don't think that it hit for me. Like it was like cute. And I like laughed here and there, but his comedy in the first one is just Every millennial that watched that movie that watched New Girl was like, I'm obsessed and oh, I'm yeah. happy right now. You know, like it yeah. just, I think it was. It's so Nick Miller the <laughs> way he plays it. Um, yeah, totally agree. All right, let's finish these off. Um, let's talk about legacy. What's going to be the lasting legacy of these movies? Uh, obviously, one of them is still in theaters, so we don't quite know. Um, but let's just start with Into the Spider-Verse. Will it have a legacy? Does it have a legacy? What's going on, uh, Nick? Best animated film with the Oscars, right? Yeah, it did. It won it. It won yeah, it. it. I think it won over a Pixar too, because Pixar mm-hmm. ain't shit. 
anymore. Nah. Um, it's uh, it's legacy is everything we've we've talked about, right? It was like it feels like kind of a, a groundbreaking sort of um, milestone animated film that people are going to emulate if they haven't already, and um, is going to spawn a whole bunch of sequels um and even if it doesn't it's spawned across the spider-verse which is fantastic and Say probably spawn one more time spawn the third one did oh, i said it's it? gonna spawn verse movie <laughs> yeah actually uh so i feel like it's a seven like it won <laughs> the way you the looked at me with the question mark. <laughs> it could and it it's the movie that it is, so it's a seven. Yeah. yeah. And it also beat <laughs> all those other comic book movies and like everything everywhere all at once to the multiverse game. Yeah. So true. So true. It did the multiverse. Well, right. wait, did Justice League come out first? Is Justice League a multiverse? No, but film? there's the moment where he comes in I and he's it. like and he's like, Bruce! No! That's at the when end. That's the like the last clip. Up. Like that's like oh, the yeah, yeah. like the end credits clip. Yeah, but it might have come out first. I don't know. Anyways, fuck that movie. No one's but ever thought of or said multiverse before this film. Yeah, the, with this is that's entirely. We said it that's here. A that means that's a fact. That that's is a fact. <laughs> Stamp it. Stamp it. Um, turn it. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet, and I'm gonna just do both of them really fast. I think that I'm actually I'm gonna give seven to into the Spider-Verse and I'm gonna give a six to across. I'm gonna give a seven to into the Spider-Verse simply because the shock factor of that movie alone is gonna like remain in the lexicon. Yeah. Like that is what its legacy is, truly just the fact that we were all just in like we we couldn't handle ourselves with how insane this movie was when yeah, it first it was like, came cool, out. Cool Spider-Man movie. Let's see it. And then I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> and it blew everyone's mind. So like when we talk about legacy, that's what people are going to remember. Like when this first emerged into the world and we were like, "This is the possibility with animation." Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Um so for that feeling alone it gets a 7 and I have to give I mean maybe this will change over time, but right now I think I have to give across a six because as as incredible as it is and as much as people have loved it i don't we're not still ha- we're not having that shock factor anymore that's gone mm-hmm. um so yeah i would totally agree with that I'll, I'll also give it a six i think it's a great movie um but i i, I do think that it doesn't it didn't like punch everyone it's not the, the same gravitas the way that the first yeah. one yeah Gravitas. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because <laughs> I... Gravitas, one more time. <laughs> I literally had that reaction in my head. I was like, did you just say that word? Fucking... <laughs> you know what, Nick? You're done Dave with is words. so done with us. You're done with words. Um, no, I, I, I <laughs> kind of am one of those people who thinks that these movies are incredible, but also thinks that people need to fucking shut the fuck up about them. And <laughs> um, the reactions to the... F- I will say the reactions to the first one and then going to see it probably about like two or three weeks late, it like exceeded expectations. It was great. I think people are still ridiculous about it, um, like our friend Jimmy, but I think that's also awesome. And I love what this did for movies. Um, And then with Across the Spider-Verse, it's like, I think we saw it opening weekend or maybe like a week after that. And... 
I mean, the reviews for it were fucking insane. Like Letterboxd, it was like 4.8 or something. It was like the highest rated movie and everyone was rating it high. And I and then when I watched it and realized that it was a part one, I was like, no, you cannot call this movie a masterpiece until you see the finished product. Um, it's not over. But it was, I do think, like, this is visually, go- like, this has changed everything. And, like, where Into the Spider-Verse was visually fantastic and totally new and changed everything, this one I'm like, okay, how are you going to beat this? Especially at a time when we're watching a shit ton of, C- like, horrible CGI movies and shows. Like, this is just at a level uh, unseen before. And... Um, I'm mostly joking about Pixar because I still like Pixar, but like the fact that not a single person I know has seen Elemental or cares about that and that this movie has dominated the box office with these like huge hits coming out, um, really speaks to how incredible just at the very least the visuals are and what a cultural thing this is and how they're expanding this even more. My mom's Elemental. Oh, um, Alexa wanted everyone to know that her mom, Andy, has seen Elemental. But, <laughs> the yeah, but she probably saw him the, the fact that that's what was said yeah. when that was the look on Alexa's face is the yeah. funniest thing I've well, ever she, seen. I thought something was really bad. She was happened. deeply yeah. upset by the comment that you made. <laughs> she just wants us to know that Andy saw Yeah, Elemental. representation. Anyways, My God. Guys, any lasting thoughts before we add these bitches up? Nah. I guess I could have kept this episode kid friendly, no. and then I said, Fuck "I'll about I'll give my lasting thoughts in part two. <laughs> All right, so salty. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if we still have an, a podcast in 2027, that'll be great. Uh, Nick, speed it up. Which Haley. one won? Get and it sped up. What was the score? Um, into the Spider Verse with a 68 out of 70. A cross the Spider Verse with a 61. Wow, uh, those are some high Damn. ratings. Yeah, that's pretty great. High Both scores. really good movies that we recommend you watch if you listen to this entire episode and had everything spoiled. Um, it, yeah, it, it, they're fantastic. And I we're, we're definitely blessed having movies like that. They're like kind of saving comic book movies right now. Um, any I'm recommendations? Animation. And animation, yeah. Fuck Laika. <laughs> Just kidding. Laika is still incredible, even if this is visually the best. Um, uh, I, I have not thought of recommendations. I don't know. I don't. I mean, obviously, all the multiverse movies that exist. Um, yeah, go watch The Flash. It's yeah, not that bad. That's our recommendation. It's actually not that bad, it's not and that bad. It, it's annoying in a lot of parts. And Ezra Miller, the movie could be so much better and more like believable and, and rootable if, if Ezra Miller wasn't in the lead role. Yeah. Like, that is just a fact. Um, yeah. like, un- and, and for anyone that's like, you know, um, like let's keep that, sa- like keep his like outside or their outside life separate. And like, that shouldn't have anything to do with the I movie wouldn't itself. Say it's I'm about like, that. no, is it has about everything. That? No, okay. but for me, it's like, Yes, Every it should. It absolutely should. I'm just. I'm also saying that when I when I saw Ezra in whatever small clip Ezra was in in whatever movie, which was probably Justice League. Yeah, whatever. I yeah, hated sure. it. 
I hated it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was awful. It's not a good flash. I'm sorry. I, I love no, the flash. It's, no, it's just not flash. a good flash. Like, of course, what you're saying is absolutely true as well. That does matter. But also, like, it's just not like, a good flash. <laughs> I can't. But no, it, even it was annoying at first. But then I can't believe this giddy, giddy, like, fun, ridiculous character when I know that the person playing that character is an actual <laughs> violent monster. Like, so a true. fucking violent piece of it's shit. It's not funny, Deplorable. but it's so true. No, it's it is. Depressing. It is funny, and it is true. Um, There's a lot of reasons but why it is fun, Ezra Miller is the wrong person in that role. Um, but it's not that bad of a movie. It's pretty funny. <laughs> the CGI is bad, though. So don't go it looks like it poopy ass, but yeah, it's funny. Poopy, poopy ass. <laughs> um, I, I got a couple of recommendations of just things you can watch right now. Uh, there's a show called Foundation that is incredible, and it's on Apple TV Plus, and they clearly sank a lot of money into it, and it's like apparently one of the most uh, famed uh, sci-fi novel series. So um, I highly recommend that. A new season just dropped today. Um, it's so well done. It's at the very least visually really great, and I think that it balances a lot of different things. Um, at once and goes back and forth in time. Uh, I also like weirdly kind of like hijack the new Idris Elba uh, show. It's, if you're looking mm. to just turn your brain off, but also like, in it? get some thrills. <laughs> no, it's about like a plane being hijacked. And, and honestly, I wouldn't Sorry. fucking, I wouldn't <laughs> watch it DJ if he were DJing is, in uh... it. I, have you ever heard his raps? His raps are trash. Sorry, <laughs> Idris. Um, anyways, those are two fun things you could just randomly watch that are out there. Um, I think there was some other multiverse thing that I saw that I really, really enjoyed. It was like a really like small potatoes type thing, but, um, can't think of it. So I don't know. Is small potatoes a phrase? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, clearly really you getting, only enjoy russet potatoes. I can't. <laughs> anyways let's get the fuck out of here um this has been a blast thank you guys for rating these movies and talking about them um we have so much fun on this pod even though we uh take little breaks which are needed so that we can have more fun but if you want to find out what's coming out next uh go and follow us on instagram or if you want to be a part of it let us know what you want to hear y'all you know actually that's true if you want to choose our movies like and no judgment it. just, just tell us what also if there's it. a movie yeah just tell us just, just we're us. tired <laughs> if there's a movie that you really badly want to hear but you don't know how to pair it with something else don't worry I'm a psycho and I probably have thought about it or we could put our it's three stupid heads together and come up with one idea thing long list yeah it, there's a lot um, but anyways yeah just let us know what movies you want to hear um, and if you want to be on the podcast uh, we'll take some considerations there usually it's only celebrities mary steenbergen um and uh yeah uh we're also on threads so go and find us on threads threads is dope and i'm trying to start some i'm trying to start the revolution with this podcast um so go follow facing off pod there too um and give us your hot takes um such a yeah. long-winded goodbye <laughs> yeah it is all right let's get out of here nick uh do you have a send-off i just washed my hands that's why they're wet <laughs> no other reason <laughs> <laughs>